Hi, this is Father Neil here, and welcome to the January 26th edition of the podcast Catechism with Father Neil. So today we're going to continue and we're going to look at numbers 142 to 149 of the Catechism. Chapter 3, Man's Response to God, 142. By his revelation, the invisible God, from the fullness of his love, addresses men as his friends and moves among them in order to invite and receive them into his own company. The adequate response to this invitation is faith. 143. By faith, man completely submits his intellect and his will to God. With his whole being, man gives his assent to God, the revealer. Sacred scripture calls this human response to God, the author of revelation, the obedience of faith. Article 1. I believe. 1. The obedience of faith. 144. To obey. From the Latin, ob audire. To hear or listen to. In faith is to submit freely to the word that has been heard because its truth is guaranteed by God, who is truth itself. Abraham is the model of such obedience offered by us by sacred scripture. The Virgin Mary is its most perfect embodiment. Abraham, father of all who believe. 145. The letter to the Hebrews, in its great eulogy of the faith of Israel's ancestors, lays special emphasis on Abraham's faith. By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place which he was to receive as an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was to go. By faith he lived as a stranger and pilgrim in the promised land. By faith Sarah was given to conceive the son of the promise. And by faith Abraham offered his only son in sacrifice. 146. Abraham thus fulfills the definition of faith in Hebrews 11.1. 1. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for. The conviction of things not seen. Abraham believed God and was reckoned to him as righteousness. Because he was strong in his faith, Abraham became the father of all who believe. 147. The Old Testament is rich in witness in witnesses to this faith. The letter to the Hebrews proclaims its eulogy of the exemplary faith of the ancestors who received divine approval. Yet God had foreseen something better for us, the grace of believing in his son Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Mary, blessed is she who believed. 148. The Virgin Mary most perfectly embodies the obedience of faith. By faith, Mary welcomes the tidings and promise brought by the angel Gabriel, believing that with God nothing will be impossible. And so giving her assent, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord, let it be done unto me according to your word. Elizabeth greeted her. Blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. It is for this faith that all generations have called Mary blessed. 149. Throughout her life and until her last ordeal, when Jesus her son died on the cross, Mary's faith never wavered. 
She never ceased to believe in the fulfillment of God's word. And so the church venerates in Mary the purest realization of faith. So very well. So we're moving on a little bit today as to the response to God. We're seeing a little bit the last few days about how God reaches out to man, how God reaches out to humanity in different ways. We're looking especially at how God reaches out to humanity in his son, Jesus Christ, and his son, Jesus Christ, the word of God made flesh, and this um, this duality of Christ and the scripture. And this is the um, the way God revealed himself to us. He spoke to us, especially in his son, Jesus Christ, who is perfectly embodied in the sacred scripture. But now we're moving along and we're obviously beginning to deal with the creed. And the first word of the creed is, I believe. I believe or we believe. I believe in God, the Father Almighty. And so what is this we believe in? What does it mean to believe? So we see very clearly here that it's a case of call and response. God begins to work. God is the one who takes initiative. There is a famous book speaking about God in search of man to describe uh, the Old Testament. It's a Jewish book, actually, describing the way God is. God is looking for man, not simply vice versa. Human beings can cry out to God and every person in a certain sense has got some seed of the infinite in them, some desire for God, some uh, desire for something above themselves. But the faith of Israel, the Christian faith as well, is that God goes searching for man. God reveals himself. God shows himself. And faith is this response that we have to the revelation of God. It's not simply belief. You know, I can believe many things, but they don't change my life. I can believe that in 1492, Christopher Columbus discovered America, and that's lovely, and that's fine, and all the rest of it, but it mightn't have any effect on my life today. Whereas faith is not simply to believe that God exists or God created the world or that 2,000 years ago there was a man called Jesus who was also God that they killed and after three days he rose again and then he ascended into heaven and sent his Holy Spirit. And just simply to believe it as something nice to believe, a nice fairy tale or a nice, even something that you can believe from 2,000 years ago. But no, this faith that is Christian faith is something much deeper. It is to be mixed with hope. It is to listen to the word of God, hence the, uh, the the Latin word ob audire, which kind of means to listen well. If we listen well to God's word, we get faith. We are given this gift of faith. And then the Catechism goes on to give us two figures of faith, one from the Old Testament, one from the New Testament. The Old Testament figure is Abraham. Abraham, who was this old man that God, in the beginning of Genesis 12, calls to go out and to follow him. And Abraham is this old, failed man who doesn't have anything uh, in front of him. He's an old man. He's a failure. He hasn't gotten what he needs to get to make his life a success. Back then, he needed to have a son so he could carry on his name. As we said, I think it was yesterday, that the at that stage, there wasn't a, a deep belief in uh, eternal life. And it was just uh, at this time of the beginning of the Old Testament People believed that when you finished your life here, maybe there was some sort of a shadow existence, but that your life, your existence was basically over. And so your life continued in your children, in your sons especially. And Abraham has no children. Abraham has nobody to leave his name to. He has nobody to leave his wealth to. 
and he doesn't have a place where he can be buried. He doesn't have a land of his own. And again, the horror would be that once you were buried, that somebody would come and uh, move your bones and distribute them. And so Abraham is this old failed man that God calls to follow him. And there's a huge work that God does with Abraham. That we often say that Abraham is the beginning of the history of salvation. And this old failed man that follows God, Abraham and his wife Sarah, follow God. And God works in their lives over a period of many years. He doesn't work in Abraham's life overnight, but he starts with him when he's an old, old man, probably in his 70s or 80s anyway. And then he finishes with him basically when Abraham was over 100, giving him the son Isaac. The son Isaac, which means laughter. Because Abraham sees and believes. He follows God's word and he sees that God is faithful. That God is true. God is just. And God is trustworthy. And for us also to have this conviction that if we follow God, God will have our back. He will take care of us. He is good and true to his word. And then the second example it gives is the Blessed Virgin Mary. Mary as the perfect disciple. There are many ways that we can praise Mary. There are many titles that she has. But on this level that the Catechism is giving us, Mary as a woman of faith, a woman who believes, who believes fully that God is real, that God is true, that God is almighty, and follows her son. In a sense, Mary's blessedness isn't simply that she gives birth to Jesus. I mean, she wasn't the first woman in the history of humanity to give birth to a child. So her greatness isn't so much having carried Christ in her womb. Her greatness is that she says, Amen. She says, Let it be. She says, Be it done unto me according to thy word. When the angel comes to her and she agrees and God does the rest. But Mary is the one who perfectly embodies this belief, this trust, this hope that is faith. And again, the catechism presents these two people to us as examples of faith and we'll continue looking at this section tomorrow. Tomorrow we'll be looking at numbers 150 to 152. God bless.